You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Talk, the Master's Button podcast all about World of Warcraft. My name is Ray Lou, and I'm here with Eric Knutson. Hey, guys. Chris Harv-Greer. Hello. And Nick will be back momentarily. And today is June 7th, and this is WoW Talk, episode 186. I guess I shouldn't put myself first and let you guys go first. So let's start with Eric. What's going on for the week? Hey, um, I actually have good news this week. Finally, we downed Heroic Sire. He's dead. Finally. You did it. Did it, did it, did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it took us like 145 wipes altogether. It was, it was a long, terrible, uh, terrible thing. But it's finally, it's finally over, so now he can finally play the game. 145 <laughs> wipes, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing BC and <laughs> Muru 400 plus. Oh god, <laughs> nice. There was no counters we were, back then, right? No, we, it was manual counters. It's like how many times mm. we die tonight? 37. Sweet. Yikes. Yeah, I, I we were talking about it, like a little bit. Some of us that have been core for a while, and I don't think there's been another fight that we. Sh- took that many wipes to get because we were talking about some of the other ones and i know thok back in uh siege orgamar was had a lot and so did um uh probably the last boss there which would have been oh why am i forgetting his name help last boss of siege orgamar thank you garrosh i'll hey, scream you know why because <laughs> that dude that one dude wasn't utility yeah, no, that was what, uh, that's what screwed us. We had, yeah, we had an elemental man. shaman that wouldn't kill engineers because he said he wasn't helpful or he wasn't utility. He just wanted to, dude. I love the numbers. engineers. I love <laughs> yes. doing that. It made me feel important, right? And then every now and then I'd completely blank space it out, and people were like, uh, "What happened?" I'm like, "My bad." Yeah. <laughs> Any ranged player should have been honored to be the engineer killer. She's like, "I did that. I saved the raid." I pugged right. that fight so many times. I, I was at the point where I just literally volunteered to do it every single time I did it because I mm-hmm. knew it would get done. And it's, it wasn't hard to do. It was no. a single target. Just nuke it down. The, I think he literally didn't want to do it because it didn't pat his numbers because he wasn't exactly. AOEing. Yeah. <laughs> That's just pathetic. But anyway, uh, this is super off topic. Uh, yeah, so this one, Garrosh took a lot of wipes, but I know it wasn't three digits. And same with Doc. Doc was a lot, but I think we got him before triple digits. And this was at least it was it was in the mid hundred and forties, so I'm gonna call it 145. What about <laughs> what about Putricide when we helped out of the guild back in the day? Putricide. Um That was a lot. That was I a lot like. too. Yeah, that was a lot too, but I don't I don't remember if we had counters for that. And um, then I remember we just had to switch some people out and then that was taken care of. Yeah. 
Sorry, uh, people. Get rid yeah. of the bad. Get get rid of the bad people. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, it was a, kind of a doomed team back then. The one where we joined because we joined to like we were like I don't know what did we just join as helpers? I think yeah, because right, he you he couldn't. Them. Yeah, because he couldn't help uh, or he couldn't get his team together because people would just show up whenever they wanted or see that like you know raid time is when I start doing random things and I was like hey. I have people that take your spots if they're not willing to start on time. If you and your, you know, if your girlfriend's tired, let's just do it. And, uh, you know, either mm-hmm. they'll do better next time or they won't. And then it became, I think, we became half of their raid team after that. Because yeah. it was 10-man. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, I think it was, we just needed... Um, oh, oh, yeah. To stop right, eating the slimes? Yeah, there was some, yeah. <laughs> there was some, like... Easy, easy mechanics that kept getting failed really bad. Plus, like you think about it, and you look back at some of those older raids. Like, I mean, you look at mechanically how they were compared to some of the ones that we have now. Those are easy compared to. I bet they seemed hard at the time, but they've got progressively more difficult every expansion. You look back it's like at that. one of those Dex uh, Dark Legacy comic strips one time, and it's like <laughs> vanilla. Hey guys, we have to pay attention. This boss has two mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody's like, man, we used to raid with this guy. He was awesome in vanilla. And then you put him in a fight with like multiple mechanics and he's trash. (laughs) You're like, he used to be so good. No, he wasn't, but he didn't have to worry about that much. Yeah, he was really good. (laughs) Well, back then, all he had to do is not stand next to the tank so he wouldn't get cleaved, but he was good. (laughs) He was able to avoid a dragon's tail swipe. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so anyway, we, we got the boss down. Um, I got the Remornia pet, so I have a sword that follows me around now if I want. Nice. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I still have to rename mine since I told everybody in that group chat for Will. Oh, what were you going to rename it? The Will of Brewski. The w- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's one of That's my coworkers <laughs> from back in the day, and it was a joke that we were making. It'll be like nice. this, Sir Whatever right. or Whatever, Sir Will of Ruski, but that's just that's the right. name without the Because right. so. it's called the Will of Remornia. Okay. We're going to change it to Will of Ruski. Oh, good <laughs> um, Yeah, and then the next day, because uh, that was Wednesday, right? Yeah. And so then um, we just went around to achievements and stuff after yep. that, which is fun. Get the mount. Yes, the, the mount. Things. It was yeah. a bat of some sort. A gray bat with like a uh, helm, which is fine because bats are blind or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's gonna know what's happening, right? I was surprised at uh, how easy the achievements were to do in this one to get that mount. Like, I remember in some of the previous raids, like from past expansions, like getting the heroic bosses all killed was obviously difficult, but. It seemed for some of them it was really difficult to get the achievements done to get the mounts too. And like Guitar ones, Hero Boss? Yeah, like Guitar Hero Boss. <laughs> and uh we went through and did them all on um Thursday. Like we we knocked out one of them on Wednesday after we killed Sire. We got the first one down. And then um we did all of the rest of them on Thursday. And there was only one of them that even really required us to try hard or or do anything that was a little bit difficult. Like we weren't even bothering with food or flasks or anything until we got to the one which was um Lady Inerva, where you had to 
have somebody bring out the little um the little animus pet son, yeah son of animus <laughs> son of animus a little robot and he starts channeling and then after like 4 minutes uh he turns into this giant um like raid ad with a crap load of health and so you have to kill him during the fight but you have to time it just right because if you don't kill him fast enough he goes into uh like his enrage that he did when he was um part of the encounter in the throne of thunder raid and you also can't spend too much time on him and then let lady Nervo charge up the last container all the way up otherwise bad things so um that one was a little difficult but all the other ones were stupid easy so it was it was just kind of weird to see how they've spent so much time making the heroic encounters so difficult on this one but then making the achievements like lollygag you think it was a way to be like, well, you spent a lot of time doing the thing, so I guess you can take take a really easy W. Yeah. So that was nice. That was uh that was raid this week. So exciting for me anyway. Good, good, excellent. Hey, it's always <laughs> exciting to finally get that last boss down. I know. <laughs> and how about for yourself, Harv? Uh, I spent the first week since our last episode trying to level my mage, and then work got extremely, extremely stressful and overwhelming. So I didn't make it to 58 on that dude. I made it to 55. Ugh. So I decided, hey, my hunter is 60. So I decided to take it to the launch of BC. And I was just sitting outside of the portal and experiencing the lag. And then I just got a random whisper from like a old friend of ours. And he's like, hey, you want a group to run spam ramparts? I'm like, yes. So <laughs> we joined. It took us the obvious join into the new instance lag. And then we all ended up, our entire party, we only had four people. We ended up on a train of like 25 birds flying to honor hold. And then we sat there with the birds sitting on the flight path for like 10 minutes. And then it finally dismounted us. And we were able to get in. We ran ramparts like eight times. All of us in that group hit 61. So that was exciting. Nice. Yeah, the, and the, that that friend was the one who also, we, who we swapped out during Putricide. <laughs> yeah, he, he was also the one where we pugged level 16 Vault of the Wardens. And oh, we yep. had a random pug tank that's like, you go left, and I'll go right. And he goes left, and we pulled everything. We're like, what? <laughs> it was bad. But, was uh, but yeah, we did that. And then I didn't log in for like four days because of work. But when I did, I logged in on my mage, and I finally got him 58. So I went through the portal, and just before the show tonight, I hit 59 on him. So I'm gonna. Yay. Next thing I'm gonna do is try to go to ramparts because I want my mage to be my main because that was my original main, which people still don't believe, but my original <laughs> main was in fact no mage. Well, it's hard when you have 17 hunters. Okay, I mean. Hey man, it only took him like 10 years to make me not want to play hunter. So. <laughs> is that how that works? Apparently, that's how that worked. Right. So, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the lack of in-game systems it's like i log in and i know what i'm gonna do i don't have to like okay so which of these i don't have to keep up with the table i don't have to keep up with how much 
renown that I get. I don't have to keep up with daily quests and all that. At least yet, because daily quests come at the end, come at level seventy in Burning Crusade. Don't forget your rep for heroics. Oh, don't worry. I people were talking about that. I think I think at some point somebody mentioned there were twenty three different layers on that opening night for our server alone for <laughs> Hellfire Peninsula. So, <laughs> like, yeah, because once we came out of the instant, there was like the initial lag, but we got in the instance. Everything there was no lag in the instance, and then when we came out to like do repairs and stuff after a couple of runs, there wasn't that many people around, and that's when I was like noticing the trade. Somebody's like, "Yeah, there's 23 layers right now." I'm like, "Oh, that's good." Wait, how can you tell how many layers there are? I have no idea, but that's what they were talking about in the Hellfire Peninsula general chat. Oh, wow. And I'm like, whatever, cool. Jump back into Ramparts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody nice. in the, in our group got all the gear we could out of there. So then once we were done with those, we did the quest line to open up another, open up the quest for, oh, Blood Furnace. That's the one. And at that point, I was like, I have to go to work tomorrow, guys. Thanks for the runs. See you later. Now, Hell- Hellfire Ramparts, that, like, part of that was, uh, like, not repurposed, but, like, uh, it's it's the same area that uh, the Hellfire Citadel is yep. in, in Legion. So, did you feel, you know, for as long as we were in Hellfire Citadel back in the day, did you feel any kind of, like, extra understanding? Like, oh, yeah, like, this place has extra meaning now. Not only do I remember running it back in the day, but also I ran it again in Legion, so there's, like, extra significance to all this. Well, I don't really remember it from Legion. All that much. But Ramparts, man, we used to run that all the time. And we had a paladin tank, so he was like pulling packs of mobs for trash. And I was like, on Heroic, this won't be possible, guys. These dudes hit <laughs> super hard. Because all, all three of those Hellfire Citadel Heroic dungeons were like super hard back in the day. Because those mobs hit like a truck. He's like, I don't really so, remember these. I'm like, oh, dude, on Heroic, we would be taking like three times longer than this to run this. <laughs> so is your plan to level up through dungeons then? Or are you doing a mixture of dungeons and questing? Or? I'm going to be a completionist a little bit because that's what I was back in the day. I'm going to do all the zone quests. Once I get a quest for an instance, I'm going to do all of the instances. It'll take me well into 70. But like Ray was talking about, you need the reps anyway. So you need to run, do the quests and run the dungeons. To get the rep, so. The only way to get the rep is the dungeons. They don't have, like, the tabards or anything at this point. That came in, what, Cataclysm, I think? Yeah, that was later. I think it was Cata. Because it's like, that's when they introduced time walking. And we were running time walking with the tabards to get the reps on alts. I think time walking was Draenor, but. It might have been. But I think the tabards came out in Cata. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the tabards were cata because yeah, then yeah, because th- then you could use the cata tabards with the with the time walking later and get a bunch of catch up on a bunch of old reputations. Not that you need them for anything like specific nowadays, but except for achievements, well, for, man. Yeah, yeah, achievements and mounts, right? Because you need certain yeah. faction uh, rep, right? Well, yeah, so, but not you don't need them like for like best in slot gear or anything like that. Like you're just you're just being a, a completionist at that point. Oh, dude, on my hunter, I totally felt the pain of the arrow situation, too. Because <laughs> we ran, like, we ran three runs, and then we went back in for a fourth, and I'm like, Haha, I only have, like, 800 arrows, guys. 
And I'm sitting there Googling, where do I buy arrows in Burning Crusade? And you have to get to Zangar Marks is the first place you can get arrows. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no arrows in Hellfire Peninsula? No, there are not. And uh, that is, how? Wow. But we had a mage. And I'm like, hey, man. After we finished the fourth run, I was like, can I get a port to Ironforge? He's like, I guess. <laughs> what? Uh, what class? I guess blacksmithing would make the arrow. Or, or, it was engineering. Bullets, right? Engineering. Engineering. Yeah. Engineering. Because that, that's, that's what Jared right. always talked about. And he's like, I'm a hunter. I was making bullets. And one day I'm like, why am I staying up so late to play and make all these things? And then he never played again. Yep. I remember <laughs> that story. He's like, my tune's probably sitting there with the bullets in the in its bag. <laughs> but yeah. The, just so you know, for anybody that's looking to play a hunter, the first arrow you can get in Outland is the Cenarian Expedition Rep, which you need friendly, and it's the Scout's Arrow. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to get to Zangar Marsh, so make sure you have plenty of arrows, which is, it's easy to cheeseball, because I just, I thought of this earlier today, because you could send 16 items in one mail, and you can have, my quiver is 16. So I could go to an alt, buy all of those arrows, and mail them in one mail. Yep. And just open one mail, and it'll autofill my entire quiver. Nice. And you can have a full mailbox, and then all your mail is just from yourself to your other self. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it, Even the that'll be good later, because when you start getting the reputation stuff, I think at one point you're getting arrows from Caverns of Time. So you can go buy a bunch of arrows, mail them to an alt, mail them back to yourself, and just open them one mail at a time and let it fill your quiver. So, hashtag life, Birdie Crusade life hacks. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't plan on raiding on my hunter, so who cares? <laughs> Actually, you might not be able to do that because they might be soulbound, so never mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Birdie Crusade. Having fun. The things. And then now we have Nick Zelenkevich, who obviously is back. Welcome back. Hello. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So, sorry I was uh, a little bit late there for the show. Um, You're good. But yeah. So yeah, so I guess you guys talked about you guys beat uh, Sardanathrius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killed them dead. Good job. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I'll yeah, let you so go next, right? And then I'll go. Yeah. Oh, no. You, sh- you, you, you go. Okay. You go. I'll, I'll, right. I'll wrap up. Sounds good. So for me, uh, I was actually pleasantly pleased and surprised because I actually had uh, because playing with randoms and pugs doing things and now I have them message me on Discord and they want to do things, which is super refreshing because I will never be able to solve or fix the I don't know if this is a recurring issue for anybody and anything else because I know Eric is probably tired of hearing me talk about this because I, I miss the community of how Guild Wars was and how everybody communicated. It didn't matter where you lived, who you are, where you're from, as long as you love me and everybody else. Ha 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 ha. Don't kill me, uh, Eric. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that we just coordinated to do stuff and it didn't matter who you were, right? And um, so it was just a refreshing feeling to be able to play with someone who doesn't have qualms with anything and isn't like I'm only going to message you for my if you're my friend and we only play amongst each other. So it was nice to have someone who wanted to play and do stuff which then I felt bad because it was like he was gearing me instead of us like doing something together where we can like try to help each other. I was like, "Oh man, so I'm going to reach out to him later on this week and just be like, "Hey, 
let me help you with doing stuff because all he did was funnel me stuff. <laughs> I felt like such a puss. I'm like, here I am, I'm a warlock. <laughs> what am I doing? And his main is a warlock. I'm like, oh man, now he's going to tell me something. And it's like, yeah, you know, this affliction's really good. I don't play affliction. I'm sorry. So, you know, but it was like I said, it was nice because we did a little bit of doing everything. So doing the M0s and we might have done an M plus. He helped me with uh, doing LFR. And then I tried to help him get a trinket. But then I didn't get it, so Buerns. Um, then we did Torgas, which again it felt like playing with Eric because I, you know, try to hit something and I've done like one percent damage and he just blew everything up. I'm like, cool, <laughs> I'm useless again. <laughs> I just start crying because I just want to be helpful. But um, but yeah, so it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> it was just refreshing and fun because then I get to chat with people who either have similar qualms or whatever and just kind of like you know talking about it who have you know just being able to vent and talk about things which is nice because they're understanding and then want to do things because they totally get how it is so mm-hmm. that was my week of doing things and still enjoying venture plan to do mission table stuff because you know i like having money i like having augment runes and all the other little thingies here and there <laughs> meats fishes <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But yeah, so that's how it was. So I'm hoping to be able to do that. I uh think Wait, you like money too? We should totally hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like money? I don't, I'm mm. sure there's somebody. There's somebody. Hip, hip, <laughs> hipsters, man. <laughs> <laughs> I liked yeah. money before it was cool. There you go. Let's Is see that, what do we got. Right now do augment runes only come from doing random dungeons by yourself or whatever to get it uh, the box. oh you can get it from the baggies but you can also get it if you um do the mission table stuff oh, okay there's some of them that reward you with that i am not sure if there's another place where you can get them from those are the only two that i've seen are they craftable I, or no i i don't think so okay. i could be wrong but i wouldn't know who would make what would that be like a jewel crafter no maybe I remember looking for raid gives them okay if you don't get loot so doing like um got it like random group content things like that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was just looking over things. Shanty Man just said that '90s music lyrics is his second language, so I'm glad somebody understands me. <laughs> and then the part where I said '90s music puns make Eric die on the inside. I do. And he said, but the lack thereof would leave him empty inside. Ah, oh, dang it! I see that now. Oh. <sighs> Huh. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go puke. <laughs> uh, it was funny when we went out to eat today and our uh, ticket number was 182, so I had to point that out, obviously. Nice. Of course she did. The, was saying, say it ain't so. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't see the video, I'm doing the cradle arm thing, because I feel like Oh, because my sister uh, was able to finagle getting cable for a little bit from my dad since we never had cable. And I think I caught a part of that. That was part of the video, right? Where they're doing the cradle of the arm thing from that song. It's been repressed one okay. permanently. I, don't know, I, I could be wrong, guys. I, I don't know. But uh, oh, and Shanti also says that augment runes you can just get from the AH, not craftable, but tradable. So okay. that means, yeah. So that's why, you know, I've been trying to get them because Eric doesn't get them. So I just get as many as I can. And I go, here you go, buddy. Thanks. I'm I'm sh- I'm sugar mama in game. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> game sugar mama. Here, here you go. Well, people are nice enough. Like, um, Har was talking about doing, you know, a billion runs, and the only thing I can remember is this guy from our server. His name was Quiver, but it was spelled differently. It's like Q W I V E R. But he was a hunter, and he ran me as a lobby. I was like forty or something, and he was already maxed at seventy. And I uh, was it Blackrock Depths. I think it was because it was the one where I that was the only place I remember how to get back to while dead because I died so many times because he kept running me through it. But it's somewhere where there's like a bunch of rocks and I have to hover, you know, jump around or whatever and get back in and all this other stuff. But anyways, I just remember being run through a bunch of times. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm dying. He's like, no, it's no, I'm having fun. I'm like, how is this fun? You're just waiting for my piddly little ass to come back to life. <laughs> yeah, everybody who's played Classic now remembers the run from Thorium Point through the Searing Gorge into Black Rock Mountain, down the ramp, back up the ramp, across the chain, down the little spiral to the instance, and then you go run through the cavern and then run to the instance. Yeah, it's a long run. Yeah. Don't wipe Molten Core, guys, without <laughs> wipe protection. Please have a please have a paladin that was able to, to divine intervention, so you don't have to run back. <laughs> so yeah, I think that probably wraps up our section for what we've all been doing for the week. Mm-hmm. Take it what away, is, Nick. What yes. did Nick do so, this week? Right. I've done. I've, I've I've done nothing. I've been playing. I've been playing Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so not in a fun way. Um. No, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the cancellation of BlizzCon, which I don't think that's really anything that should surprise anybody. Um, and I, I think that's generally been the consensus that I've seen is that everybody's like, yeah, I kind of, I, we kind of figured that, that probably still a little too soon to be planning an event like this, especially, I mean, I know like some people have been saying like, yeah, but they're doing like football games that are big events and they're doing concerts that are big events. Yeah, but those are like but, outdoor arenas where you can actually still distance from people, not a convention right. or, where you're or, inside or even, like 20,000 people. Or even if they're not doing the distancing one, they're like, you know, like three to four hours too. As you said, they're kind of a, you know, like a, a, a stadium is a much different venue than a convention hall. And two, you're only like. Those kind of events only draw like a local crowd. I mean, you may have the occasional person's like, yeah, I traveled, you know, across the country to come to this game or whatever, or, you know, or, you know, to come to this show. But generally, you know, like who goes to a sporting event? It's the local fans. And the problem with BlizzCon is like, it's a global event. There are people there. They, they like to, you know, you know, they like to make a show of all, like, you know, we've got people here from, you know, like, you know, 50 countries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, you know, so, so the problem is that, you know, an an area, a region might have, you know, they might have a high vaccination rate. They might have, you know, the, the infection rate under control. But when you start talking globally and you've got people coming from all over the world, you know, then you have to start worrying about like, okay, well, you know, how, how is the rest of the world doing with everything? Are we, you know, are we going to, you know, have to restrict travel or, I mean, that's not even necessarily Blizzard's decision. You know, the government may have decided like, oh yeah, you're like nobody's coming in from, you know, such and such country and whatnot based on, uh, you know, what's going on with the pandemic. Nobody from Paraguay. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Paraguay is the issue. It's more Brazil, but. I was going to say, Brazil is kind of a cesspool of COVID right now. Brazil, Brazil's, Brazil's <laughs> been a cesspool of that's COVID. A, they that's have, a bad time over there. They have done nothing um, to, to, to really stem the tide here. And that's a, that's a huge issue. But um, so the problem, so the problem with BlizzCon is that it's such a, a large event. It makes sense. It makes sense from Blizzard's perspective. 
to hold off. Let's give this, you know, let's give this a little bit more time. Let's make sure no variants pop up that everybody's got to get vaccinated again or anything like that. Like, you know, let's, let's, let's see how things go. I would say a logical timetable should put like a, you know, I think sometime in 2022, we, I think we can realistically think like Blizzard would actually be considering a BlizzCon. Hey man, let's just but, do BlizzCon line 2.0. Well, that, 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 they did say they're kind of going to do another online event, prob- you know, early next year. So my guess would be probably in February. And, you know, they're going to do a, a mixture of smaller local events. Like, it sounds like, I don't know if you guys remember like WrestleMania 2, but they, after WrestleMania 1, you know, which was the big spectacle for the WWF at the time, now WWE, you know, WrestleMania 2, they did it from three venues. Was I think uh, they did New, uh, New York, uh, with Chicago, and Los Angeles, and so they went back and forth between the, two, the three venues. And I could see them kind of doing something similar because I mean, if you think about it, at a standard BlizzCon, we have the different halls or, or stages, you know, and it's especially during the keynote, they're like, okay, you know, we're over here on the main stage. Uh, they, they did that the one year to great effect. They're like, let's go over to the Hearthstone stage. And then, uh, you know, they had the Hearthstone team there and they presented their thing. And they're like, okay, let's go over to Jeff Kaplan over at the Overwatch arena. And then Jeff came out and, uh, and uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy that does the voice of Reinhardt, he came out, he's throwing candy everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was a nice little kind of, you know, they, they were, they, you know, they were throwing it around. They were kind of spread, you know, spread the love because they have all these people at BlizzCon. They're all in these different, you know, venues. And for the keynote, Everybody, you know, like there's only one thing going on. They don't, so, you know, basically you would go to the other hall and you just watch the keynote on a monitor. So here at least they spread it out a little bit. So everybody got to see something, which was a nice touch. And I could see them kind of taking that like mentality and expanding on it. So it's like, okay, like maybe we've got, you know, we're doing a little something over here at the Anaheim Convention Center. We got, a, you know, a handful of people here, maybe not even, maybe not even the Anaheim Convention Center, maybe like the Overwatch uh, arena that they've got in, uh, is it Burbank or, uh, Wherever they uh, they did the filming out there, and you know something small like that, so they got a small crowd, small life crowd. You know, then they got some presenters, and they're like, okay, let's go. We've got you know somebody over in Texas, and then somebody over in New York or something, um, and they could kind of cut around and to, to little live events that way, which gives you the sense of a BlizzCon because when you're watching from home, like it felt weird, like you know they make an announcement and there's no crowd reaction, like you, you know, I mean one of the one of the biggest, one of my personal favorite BlizzCon moments, and I say this as somebody who has only attended BlizzCon virtually, but one of my favorite BlizzCon moments is when Sylvanas, uh, you know, when, when she yells for the Horde in the BFA cinematic, and, like, the crowd gets behind it. Boo. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, got, I, I should know which audience I'm talking to. <laughs> know your crowd. <laughs> right. I mean, do you see the hair? Clearly, I'm sporting Mandoid right now. <laughs> <laughs> that hair is alliance gold oh man <laughs> did you want them to insert like tin can laughter here cheering no, here like, it's <laughs> terrible watching sporting events with the fake crowd noise it's oh awful. yeah you know, like the little right. south park pop-ups or whatever and <laughs> <laughs> no by, so, by the way voice of reinhardt darren DePaul. thank you darren. thank you i, I would have gotten that if i didn't keep talking Um, no, but I think that could be cool in and of itself, but, and I think that's what we'll see something like that. I think, I think, I hope that Blizzard looked at what they did with BlizzCon line. And if they're going to do another event like that in that style, they, they, there, there's so much more. An online event is such a different beast from an in-person event 
that if they're not tied to the concept of the in-person event, if they can kind of, you know, branch out, do multiple, you know, things across different arenas or whatever, you know, you know, do little live events and, and, you know, kind of foster community that way. I think that'd be cool to see. I'd like to see what they can play with. I personally wouldn't mind if every year we get a BlizzCon line and a BlizzCon, like let BlizzCon line become its own thing that they can do. The only, the only concern I have with that and I, why I don't think that's a viable path forward is that Blizzard is so slow with putting out content, especially, especially because of the pandemic. I mean, look right now at World of Warcraft, right? We, we still don't have a date for 9.1, right? That hasn't come out like in the last 20 minutes or something while I've been away from the computer, right? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so we don't, even, we don't have a date for 9.1 yet. Think about, like, try to imagine like how Shadowlands development would have gone if there was no pandemic. I would guess, and this is complete speculation, so like I've no, but I would think that you you know the launch would have been, if not on time in October, it would have been slightly earlier in September, let's say, possibly earlier than that, but let's we'll, we'll say September. And usually, the last two expansions for BFA and for Legion, like right after launch, within a week or two, we started hearing about the next patch. So you figure if they launch in say September, we could have had nine point one. By January, which means that not like right now, if so, even, you know, so if you figure that we would have had 9.1, like right, right announced right at the, around October. Or so we get to BlizzCon in November. They probably talk about 9.2 there. They, they talk about 9.1 and then a little bit of what we can expect in 9.2. And then so right now we'd be in 9.1 and 9.2 would be on the PTR, probably close to being released. And instead, we're nowhere near nine. I shouldn't say we're nowhere near 9.1. I mean, they could announce tomorrow that it's coming out in a week. but. That's not going to. I I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying it's like it's not outside the realm of possibility, but it's highly unlikely. He wants to be proven wrong, I think. I would. I would like to be proven wrong. Don't. Yeah. No, we. This is this. I mean, pandemic aside, like this is such a weird time to be playing World of Warcraft because we have never had a content drought in the middle of an expansion. They always come at the end. I mean, for sure, Warlords had was would big content throughout myself. But. Right. Well, the, the, my argument there would be that like the end of Warlords was nine point or uh, six point or whatever. <laughs> that was literally the best part of Warlords, though. Too, yeah, because Hellfire you, Citadel was amazing. Yes, maybe not fourteen months long, amazing, but it was the best raid of the entire that's, expansion. That's the not to, not to get off on a tangent off my tangent, but like that's the sad thing about Warlords is that. In hindsight, if you play through the Warlords content now, it's an amazing expansion. The leveling is strong. The rating is strong. Everything that they put out, all the actual content that they released in Warlords is strong. The problem, and, and so when you don't have the, when you don't have the context of like, oh yeah, but it was, it's all good content, but we had to wait. Like this was all doled out over the course of two years. Yeah, it's like you can play through it at your leisure. It's all there. When you're done with one thing, you're ready to move on to the next thing, and, and you're done, you know, maybe in like three months or however long it takes you to level and do some raids. So that's great. And, you know, and, and I know we bag on Warlords a lot. I, I, it's, it's an easy punching bag, but. There was good you know, stuff it, there. There was good stuff there. In a way, Warlords is very underrated. I mean, the ra- rating thing, rating aside, I thought Warlords was had a lot of stuff. The first two raids, in my opinion, were garbage, but then Hellfire Citadel was amazing. So, yes, no, and and I think the problem is that when people bag on Warlords, 
they're not remembering the content. They're not complaining about what they gave us in Warlords. Although, I mean, I know flying was an issue at the time and still is. We can talk about that in a moment. But what they're remembering is they're, they're remembering just the, 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 the drought, the, the lengths of like, oh, I just go in, I go in my garrison, I do my mission table, I run through my mine, I, I say hi to Lantrosaur who's, you know, buried in the mine or whatever, and then I leave. And Hey, man. Like, they were dropping that bling. <laughs> Let us all not forget people who were truly devoted became out kings. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. My bank account after Warlords was was, was very nice. <laughs> And I wish I wish we would get our personal mind back and our uh, well, this, really, it's the the garrison missions for the money. Hey, give, I don't know. Give who, me the flower garden, man. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, as an alchemist. So, yeah. So, Warlords War, War had some stuff going for it, but we've never had like a content drought like this, where there's just no end in sight. I shouldn't say there's no end in sight because we know we know there's an end. We know someday nine point one will come, but we don't know when it is. And and this is just and here's here's the thing is when you think about BlizzCon, World of Warcraft, probably World of Warcraft and Hearthstone are the two franchises that they have new content coming out like clockwork. That you know whenever there's a BlizzCon, you're gonna get new WoW stuff, you're gonna get new Hearthstone stuff. Straight up. And, th- and especially I mean Hearthstone that's built into their model that that they uh you know that that, that they release stuff not quite uh quarterly like uh like triannually or whatever it is, like every, you know, every four months, there's there's new content. Here's Shanty saying Warlord suffered from following up the extended siege of Urgrimmar, followed by its own content drought. Again, right, and 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 the problem with siege is that, and this is see the problem too is that this was back around the time that Blizzard was trying to do the the one expansion per year, and this was kind of when they were starting to realize like that's untenable, and. They got they they realized it takes two years to develop an, an expansion, and so the thing about mists, like mists, was great up until Siege of Orgrimmar, because that was what they realized. Like, oh, we put all the content out, we got all the content out in exactly a year, and if Warlords was ready to go in like what, because uh, what mists, the last patch of mists came out, I think in September of 2013. If Warlords was ready to go in say early 2014, even June, like June of 2014, um, I think it would have been fine. But it took them another. Well, it took them to what November, November of 2014, to uh, to get to get uh, Warlords out. And that what that's five months. That five months that killed that killed Siege. And hey. that was what they did with that was what they did with Legion. With Legion, they had a they had a better content pace. They still had a good re- rate of release, but they had a better content pace that they were able to. You didn't really get too much of a drought at the end of Legion, and it seemed like you know okay, like great. Coming into BFA, then, like they've got the 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 rate of of content release figured out, and with B, I think they're still experimenting a little bit in BFA. Let things take out a little bit longer. Yeah, the seventy seven day cycle. That's right, Shanty. Bring that se- back, please. Mm-hmm. I think they want to, but the problem is, the problem is, I I, I think I mentioned this last week, and I didn't even know this, uh, but it was in one of the articles that we talked about, is that they got so far behind on Shadowlands development because they were working from home that they had to pull people from overwatch two to get shadowlands out the door during that extra month. So, you know, it's one of those things where they were coming out and they were saying, you know, with the smiling face, like, Hey, we're getting everything done working from home. You know, there was a little bit of a delay at first figuring it all out, but now we're good. And I'm sure they're good to a degree, but like, they're still suffering. And until, until everybody, I don't, you know, I don't even know to say, cause I think, I mean, 
I think it, 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 it it's going to be one of those things where like coming out of this pandemic, you know, what does working from the office look like? What does working from home look like? I think like, you know, a, a lot of places are going to have some hybrid models in place and whatnot. And it's going to be interesting to see like how Blizzard adjusts. I'm not saying that, that, you know, like they're going to go back to everybody in the office and everything's going to move smoothly. I think they're going to have people working from home and whatnot and they'll figure it out, but it's going to take them like an expansion to kind of figure out their groove and get into it and get everything back on track. So my point is that like their development cycle right now is just all messed up and Warcraft, which is supposed to be one of their most reliable franchises is not. And if Warcraft is the most, you know, is not reliable at the moment, look at Overwatch too. Overwatch wasn't even in the keynote at BlizzCon line. And so people are upset. I, you know, people are upset that BlizzCon lines or BlizzCon is not happening in November because they want to see their friends. And I get that because it is a community event and you know, there is something to be said about that. But from Blizzard's perspective, as much as it's a community event, it's also an, an event to make announcements and to have news because we complain when there's no news. Although I have to give the problem too, is that like the one year that they didn't like have any major news. That was like the geek is year 2010. And one, we remember that, but two, that was Chris Metzen. Chris Metzen carried that BlizzCon on his shoulders. And that was why he, that's why he basically retired from Blizzard is because he was carrying some of these events on his shoulders and it was more than he could bear. But I think what we need to look at is like, could Blizzard do an event in November, like for the community, you know, putting the pandemic aside, like, yes, but what, like, what kind of announcements are they going to make? Especially given we still haven't seen anything from the mobile. You have to think if anything from the mobile was ready, they would have announced it by now, which means it's not ready yet. And I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know. Uh, I mean, do they want to wow us and be like, hey, here's the game and it's available. You can download it on your phone now. Is that what they're waiting for? Or are they, you know, are, are they just still stuck in some sort of perpetual refinement? Like they, they don't have anything to announce anything significant. You know, Diablo two is still probably 2022, 2023 overwatch two. I'm guessing 2022, but you know, who knows? It's, so everybody like, oh, you know, it's like, like, I think it's good that Blizzard canceled the event, not because of the pandemic, not because, you know, people shouldn't be getting together. It's because there's, they don't have, they're not going to have anything to announce. If they want to announce a wow patch, if they even want to announce, and, and this is the other question is when, given where we are in Shadowlands, everybody is thinking that, you know, they're going to announce, you know, like it's like, this is the year they're going to announce the next wow expansion, but we still have 9.2 to happen. And if it's taking them this long to get 9.1 out the door, who knows when we're getting 9.2. So the question might be like, come around November when it's time for them to announce, you know, what's coming after Shadowlands. Are they even going to be any, in any position to want to reveal any of that? And what's going to be interesting to see is like, what effect is this going to have on like Warcraft's development going forward? Are we going to shift now? Because it's always been in an odd numbered year, you get the expansion announcement in the even numbered year, you get the expansion. Are we going to see, you know, is that going to switch going forward? You know, we're not going to get the announcement of 10.0 until 2022 and it's going to come out in 2023, which I can't, I can't, that can't be that, that that's, I'm just saying that out loud and then thinking about like th three years of Shadowlands. That's not going to happen. They're going to cut Shadowlands <laughs> short, no. bro. That won't well, happen. But that's a, here's At the, thing. the worst, I, we're going to get an announcement BlizzCon line about the launch of the next expansion because I see them. I don't see them breaking the cycle that bad. 
I see them just cutting their losses with Shadowlands and be like, hey guys, I, there's 9.2. It's the last one. I think no, I agree with you. I think I think they are. I think they had plans for Shadowlands to do at least three three patches. I think like the the the, the narrative that they've weaved and what they're doing, and I think they're probably gonna do what they can on the back end there. Um but because it seems to me like from what I'm what I'm the indications that I'm getting, if you look at some of the spoilers and stuff on the PTR, it feels very much like nine point one is like a turning point in the conflict, but it's not a resolution. And nine like i could see like i could see them wrapping everything up in 9.2 and then being like okay we're good like they have a way to do that or they could have you know done an extra patch and dragged it out i i, I mean we'll never know i shouldn't say we'll never know because it's possible a developer might do an interview somewhere and be like the this is the original plan for shadowlands but we had to scrap that like the moment you know the pandemic happened but you know, I don't, uh, you know, it, it's not going to matter because I think we'll, we'll get 9.2. The only question is how long, given how long 9.1 has taken, how long is 9.2 going to take? Because if, if, if not, what it's, it's, it's June 7th now, and Shadowlands released at the end of November. So that is a solid seven months, right? No, six months because you got what December, mm-hmm. January, February, March, April, May. So six months, solid six months. And you figure if you count June, that makes seven. And that's so that's a, if, if it takes seven months to get 9.2 out from here, because you, and I'm sure they have teams working on 9.2, like, but it's, you know, because they have pipelines. But at the same time, I'm sure they're trying to get 9.1 out as quickly as they can. So I don't know. You know, I, I, I would hate to be one of the, the Blizzard project managers right now because you, you have to be pulling your hair out just because there's there's only so much you can do in a, in a day and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, these people are on a human, right? Everybody can be going through the struggle bus. I mean, real life people, you know, there there are times, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but, you know, sometimes I, I'll scroll through, scroll through either like text messages or I'll finally boot up Facebook Messenger, Discord, and I'll just kind of scroll and be like, I haven't talked to that person in a while, you know, checking on them. And because of the pandemic now, it's like, well, I don't have my job right now. I don't have anything new going on. I'm really depressed, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, so do I don't check in on them anymore? Because if I ask them that, am I making them more depressed because they're depressed? Or do I wait for them and hope that they'll come back and be like, hey, I'm doing better now? Like, how does that work? These people are human. So it's kind of like, you know, we don't know what these people are going through, you know? Right. Or it's like, you know, oh, I've gained 10 pounds and I got to lose that. Oh, boy. It's going to take a while. It's it's easier to gain the weight than it is to lose the weight, right? I mean, there's just, it could be anything. I don't know. I mean, again, you know, I'm not a project manager or anything like that. I've only done QA and I know how that was, you know, working with people of the entire spectrum of types of people and whatnot. And it's difficult because not everybody can stuff all, all of the things inside and keep going because eventually, you're going to overstuff the bag and then it'll explode. And whether it explodes or implodes or has a good time or bad time or doesn't exist anymore, we, we don't know. Right. I don't know. So that's, I don't know. That's just things I think about when people, when the people player base gets mad about things. It's like, dude, they're, they're not robots that happen to do stuff. And, you know, you can't, you can't expect demands about stuff and then have the other half of the people trying to, burn down other companies for overworking people, you know, and then expecting them to do the same type of overworking on themselves that they do with the people down the chain. 
Well, I don't I don't think I've seen too many people mad at Blizzard. I think most people if they're a little bit sad, they're disappointed, but they understand. And the main reason people are disappointed again is because they want to see their friends. That's the main thing I've been seeing, which is also interesting that normally you would think like one of the big things about BlizzCon is hey, I want to get you know, I want to see all the announcements. I want to know what's coming. And nobody, you know, most people are just like, yeah, I'm just sad I won't get to hang out with all my friends. Which I think that that's telling in its own way. I know Harv but, got mad. We don't have him. <laughs> just saying. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, I was upset. So, still upset. No, but I think my, my point is more so that it's naive for for anyone to expect Blizzard, to, especially because they did BlizzCon line in February, to have anything to announce in November. That. I mean, they're just on that time frame. And, and the other thing, too, is why, why is BlizzCon in November? It's, BlizzCon is in November because when they came back in, 20, uh, in 2013, after they took 2012 off, that's when they booked the Anaheim Convention Center. As far as I know, there was no reason why it was that weekend other than that, that was the weekend that was the Convention Center was free, and that was when they did it. Because they've had BlizzCon. BlizzCon's gun was, there were some like in August, I think through like uh, as late as December, you know, prior to that. Um, you know, like September, October, and then it, and then coming back in 2013. Every it was always that first weekend in November. Every year until this last year, they said it would have been, uh, I think, like two weeks earlier in October or something, like right before Halloween. And they never got to make that announcement because it didn't happen. But at this point, they have the luxury now. I, I think what they need to do, look at, is going forward, is like, like yes, it's a community event, and I think as long as we know there's going to be a community event going forward. They should plan that. But I feel like Blizzard, the rate that they produce content and under normal circumstances, put the pandemic aside, every 12 months for them to do a BlizzCon is too fast because every other BlizzCon, we get the WoW expansion and that's super great. And then we get some of them where the big announcement is Diablo Mortal. Right. Which, you know, not to, I mean, which, you know, that could have been handled better. (laughs) Or the big announcement is that the Necromancer is coming to Diablo 2 or Diablo 3 rather and you're getting the uh the, the Diablo anniversary event with the uh, where everything looks pixelated that like they, they they you know like they have a you know they have a content release problem and that's even ties back to the article we were talking about last week where the problem is because everybody's working at Blizzard and they're working hard but they don't know when their stuff is coming out they don't know when the world is going to get to see the you know what they've been working on and that can be a bit demoralizing. And this is, you know, I mean, Blizzard's, you know, it, it's good from the perspective that we like Blizzard to be the, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll, it's ready when it's ready because you don't want them to push stuff out too early. But it's also, you know, when you have a yearly event where you like to announce stuff, that there's a conflict there. And I'd like to see them look at BlizzCon and say, okay, like, let, you know, it doesn't have to be. Every November, it doesn't, ha- you know, BlizzCon line doesn't have to be every February. Let's move it around the calendar a little bit. Let's change it up. Maybe do it every 15 months. You know, you know, experiment a little in that regard. I, that's what I'd like to see them do. But I have a feeling that when this is all said and done, 2023, we'll get a BlizzCon in November. And, you know, who knows what they'll announce there. You know what else we're going to probably get in 2023? Wrath of the Lich King Classic. True. <laughs> if there's Hopefully one, that. if there's one constant that's been happening, it's been re- updates and releases from World of Warcraft Classic. Yeah, and hopefully that won't be the headlining news at BlizzCon 2023. I, dude, I'm hot. 
I'm hyped for really? Wrath Classic because that I have no interest in playing Wrath Kata because eh, give me Classic where I can play my Brett Paladin with the old animations for a human female <laughs> swinging their giant axe around. It'll be a strong announcement. But yeah, man, BC man. Hey guys, y'all bored in Shadowlands? Go play BC. Yeah, exactly. That that's their saving grace right now is that there is a lot of attention on Burning Crusade. They're keeping a lot of subs just from that. Yeah. Although there are plenty of people who, I mean, that's the other thing too. Is I mean, just from like a podcaster's perspective, there are a bunch of podcasts that have like folded or shifted that in the last you know two or three months that I would never have thought would have transitioned and it, it like and that's the thing like this doesn't feel like a norm it's not i mean it's not just to say that it, it it's normal under any circumstance is is uh is disingenuous but it's it's just it's just weird this is just weird and and i think this is one of those things like you know i, I look forward to uh you know 100 episodes from now when we look back on this time and we'll be like hey remember like 4 years ago when everything was just weird <laughs> <But> <laughs> Dude, we're still going to be dealing with coronavirus in four years. We probably will be. We probably will be. Because people can't follow simple instructions. No. No, they can't. And one of those instructions that you should follow is that uh, when you're raiding in Castle Mathria, you should go to the one dredger and uh, get your repairs done. (laughs) That's important, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Where? that means. <laughs> what do no, you, you mean it's broken? You guys, you guys know that, uh, I think his name is Rendell. He's yep. the, the dredger in, uh, in Castle Mathria. Yep. We call him Randy, yeah. I think. Yeah. Randy the well, repairman. Is that like Randy Leahy from Trailer Park Boys? The guy that <laughs> runs around Leahy. with no shirt? Well, his assistant is Randy with no shirt on all the time. Yeah, my bad. That was like a full on left turn right there. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's okay. okay. It's, a, it's a terrific show. By terrific, you mean absolutely awful, but it's no. super entertaining. <laughs> no, it's amazing. <laughs> is that it's the one with the show. pickled eggs out of the trash can or whatever? Was that that show that you tried I, to show me? I did have you watch like one season. I think you watched season one with me that one time. I'm trying to think about pickled eggs. I don't remember that exactly, but to do with the thick glasses and he lost his home. Bubbles. Living oh, in bubbles. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to look. I try to pay attention to things. Okay. Yeah, that's bubbles. <laughs> he loves kitties. <sighs> Anyway, so so Rendell, he he's in patch nine point one, um, and the whole thing is that it's kind of a joke. Is that you know because he's the one repair vendor in Castle Nathria. So how many guildies have gone and given him money in the course of raiding? And I think in nine point oh five they actually put in like a little pile of money next to him to show like he's 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 raking in the dough. Oh yeah, okay. And now in nine point one. He's giving you gold because uh, he's giving you quests. Oh. <laughs> he's going to be in Corthia in Keeper's Respite. And uh, he's wearing the rhinestone glasses, which, you know, they're super expensive. Oh, God. Well. And then he's got quests for you that reward gold. 
because he wants you to, you know, go kill stuff for him now. He can pay you for it. <laughs> Here's your own money back as long as you do work for me. That's Perfect. Funny. That sounds like real life somehow. Hashtag America. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if, if Blizz could give a figure of how much gold that drudger made. Oh, I'm Jesus. sure they know. <laughs> they yeah that, yeah, that sounds exactly like something that we should see on a uh maybe when they do like their Castle Nathria wrap up right around the time when they know that nine point one's gonna hit. Uh-huh. I could see them doing like an infographic. Hey Blizz, <laughs> put in the statistics how how much gold you spent in repairs per raid or expansion or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, one other thing that's coming in patch 9.1 is flying. And there is some confusion because Blizzard put out a statement. And it sounds like you're going to have to buy something on each, like, that. that when you unlock flying, you unlock the ability to fly account-wide. Or I, sh- I shouldn't say you unlock the ability to fly account-wide. You unlock the ability to purchase an item on each of your alts. And then you have to pay for that item on your alt to be able to fly. Oh, it's like Cold War the Flying Tome. Yes. <laughs> and it's not clear. Gold sink? It's not. It, it, I, th- I think the question that people have is like, is this actually what we're going to be doing? Or did Blizzard just poorly word their statement? Hmm. And we haven't really seen any clarification for Blizzard. So I have a feeling. I have a feeling this is how it's going to be. Why do they Nobody have to see- make things so complicated? That is the number one thing people talk about on Burning Crusade Classic is just how much, how many systems there are in Shadowlands. Why does everything have to be so fucking convoluted? <laughs> well, I think at this point, you make you you put out a misleading statement so that everybody's so busy talking about the misleading statement they're not focused on the fact that nine point one isn't here yet. <laughs> oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> people, are, people are able to be mad at two things at one time. Uh, chill out what you yelling for i'm getting all aggro bro it's because it's Uh, so complicated it's unneed unnecessarily complicated oh that's that's not every time i every time i feel like i want to play shadowlands i sit there and i go through the list of things that make me not want to play shadowlands and that is how complicated everything is then you know what i hate to say don't play shadowlands (laughs) I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna play Shadowlands, but I'm gonna have to go through the fucking mall. I'm gonna have to go uh, grind some renown. I'm gonna have to go grind some more world quests. I'll gotta figure out which legendary I want to get. Oh my god! Shanty says the players going through the convoluted attunement are saying this. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I've seen those flowcharts. I mean, <laughs> I have a I have a character that's level sixty one and a character that's level fifty nine. I have nowhere near any convoluted attunement. But I already know what I'm getting myself into. Just look up the quest chain and go do it. I mean, isn't that for anything, though? You can look up and do any of the things. And I think that in any point, that's how it always is. And then you have to roll back 10 years and be like, man, did I complain about this stuff 10 years ago? Oh, we totally complained about it 10 years ago. (laughs) But now now I know what I'm buying into. I got my hand of a dollar title. You you don't even have to do the Karazhan attunement. Only one person in your group has to have that to unlock their gate. Well, well, I think in both time frames, if you just run all of the dungeons and raids that you can every week, you'll just naturally get your attunements and your your systems and whatnot. Everything will pan itself out. Hmm. Because, yeah, that's just what will happen. Yeah. It's a lot of playing. Then I think about that <laughs> mi- the 
the weekly chess from all the stuff that you do and think how complicated that had to be. And it's like, gross. Oh, that's just understanding Magic the Gathering card reading. I've never liked any card game. Like, I played Hearthstone for the amount of games it took me to get the WoW mount, and then I quit. Mm. <laughs> I suppose. But for me, like, at least it was on the computer. I can't do, like... I, I'm, I'm going to catch hate for this. I can't do, like, games like Magic or or even board games anymore. Everybody's like, yeah, let's get together and have a board game night pre-2020. And I'd be like, eh, all right, yeah, come over, I'll drink. But, like, I'm spoiled now with video games and computer games and shit. So, like, I I don't even like playing board games anymore because it's I have to sit on a chair and look at other people instead of looking at my screen. <laughs> 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 I have to I have to think more and I don't want to. I uh, I would rather just play a computer game that does all the calculations for me. I, I did have him play once. She he picked did. a random red deck and he beat me. So, I mean, you know. Beginner's luck. Yeah, at least he had that going for him. <laughs> no Beating idea what I was doing. me with my Chris Mage. So, so he was Guard Knock, Destroyer of, the, Destroyer of Worlds, and beat you in Cock Magic? Yeah, just, just, one, just the one time. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I didn't even think this deck worked, but I guess it does because I lost. All right. I know how to make decks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead now. Let's get into our question of the week. Last week's question of the week was, what were your plans for Burning Crusade? Uh, the Burning Crusade Classic launch, and we had an answer from Zaphis, uh, at Zaphis is here on uh, Twitter. He said, after the disappointment that was Shadowlands, I will not participate. So I c- certainly can't fault him if that's how he felt. Um, but yeah, so uh sounds like plenty of other people are participating, though. It certainly seems that, uh, from what I've seen, the Shadowlands launch, I mean, they've had some servers that were full. They've had, like you said, 23 layers. Mm-hmm. So... It seems like that's going well. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was playing earlier, and there's people everywhere. It's amazing. And I'm still doing the first handful of quests out there. So. So, I think this week's question of the week should be, uh, are you excited to have to buy flying in Shadowlands? Or is it just another convoluted system that you don't care about? (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to make my alts pay back my alts until my last alt pays back my main, so it's fine. Oh, there you go. I, I did that in Wrath. <laughs> they should have that, uh, Rendell should be flying when you see him, because he could definitely afford it. So they say you still need, uh, like, the achievement and stuff, right? Yeah, you still, you still need to do, I think it's, uh, uh, I think there's, like, two two weeks of questing or something, I think, with the the weekly quest unlocks for the new chapters, and then you should be able to unlock flying at that point and then you'll uh yeah then 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 you can buy it on your on whichever characters you need so okay that's not too bad really i mean it's just yeah it's it's nothing that hasn't been done before Mm -hmm. and if they're gonna repeat old expansions why can't they repeat old ways to do things right oh there's i think the thing is the repeating old ways to do things is you run the risk of getting stale. So they keep changing it up. But the problem is that changing things up just for the sake of changing things up also gets stale. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's, and this is, you know, again, this is one of those things. The game is 14 years old. No, for, no uh, six, 16, 17. Oh, gosh, I can't keep track anymore. The game's old. This is an old man's game. <laughs> 17. It'll be yeah, 17 in November. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh. And so, yeah, I mean, you think about it most, you know, like any game that gets to this point would be lucky to have these problems of like, how do you, you know, it's like a marriage. Like, how do you keep your marriage fresh after like, you know, 20 years or whatever? Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. So. Yeah, Shannon Man saying it's uh it requires renowned forty four, so it'll be week two. So oh, that's not bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm renowned four. <laughs> yeah, but doing random stuff, you still get them. If you don't get like a a piece of gear, there's a chance you get like a renowned thing because I know yeah, I was getting that you, on my on my warlock. Yeah, they'll they'll have catch ups. They said for uh, any characters that aren't renowned forty, um, they're gonna put in some catch up systems so that you'll be able to jump like right to. 40 or maybe not right there but i mean it's already super easy i kind of don't understand why they're putting in the catch-ups because like on my alts when i've gotten them to to level 60 and then i've just like blitzed going to uh you know like blitz getting renowned like i've flown through the renowned part like i mean i I log in and i like i talk to an npc and they're just like i've got like it's like uh that that uh that meme with the guy like i've got all this renown what do i do with it it's just like (laughs) like yeah i so i I mean i I wouldn't worry about uh your renown rank uh other than uh you know like like pretty much if you log in you'll get enough renown at least to level 40 and then you know again yeah but i gotta go to the mall (laughs) going to the mall will get you renowned (laughs) Oh, you said the mall, and I, I think I said the mall. Oh, the Same mall. difference. Uh, no, the mall. M A W. Same difference. I was Gross. about to be like, "What movie is that from?" Yeah, it's like not only are we not going to let you fly, we're not going to let you ground mine either. No, but you'll you f- can you'll be able to, you'll be able to fly in the mall, yeah. or no, maybe not fly in the mall, but you'll be able to ground mount in the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when yes. I get my renown to level forty-four. So, yeah, but I'm saying it'll be easy. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, they just we'll, kind of throw we'll, it out we'll, now. We'll, We'll talk about this when we uh, when nine point one comes out. You'll 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 be happy. So uh, so next year, next year exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. At, at next BlizzCon in in twenty twenty two, they'll be announcing the nine point one release date. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. let's move on here. This is the time of the week when we take a look back uh, one hundred episodes ago to in this case it is Wow Talk episode number eighty six. Uh, this was me, Ray, and Eric. It was July twenty third, two thousand seventeen, and the auction pa- auction house dance party had just happened. Uh, <laughs> so we were all all excited about that. Uh, they, uh, you guys, had just down killed Jaden, so very timely because he just downed uh, Sardanathrius now. So uh, symmetry there. Uh, we were talking about the auction houses, obviously. Eric, you didn't know that there was an auction house in the Dwarven district. What? Oh yeah, yeah, the second one. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know about that. I did not right know about that. Bank. That's uh, the only one I go there. to. And I forgot. That's what I, said. <laughs> I forgot that it's there. Now that you told me, I had forgotten, and now I remember again. Yeah, so there's two auction houses <laughs> yes. in Stormwind. Yeah. One by the yes. blue roof, and the other one by the brown the roof. Brown roof, right. <laughs> so weird. And then uh, we talked about getting artifact appearances and how you, you work a long time to get some of these things, but you can only use one at a time. Uh, the Mythic Dungeon Invitational was announced. Uh, we had to talk about artifact power. Uh, they announced that a peer off line would finally be coming to battle.net, which thank you for that. I use that feature very often. Uh, Russell Brower left blizzard. Unfortunately, Christy golden announced she was writing a book. I predicted it would be about what Jaina was doing in Legion. And it turned out to be about, uh, before the storm, which I think Jaina appeared for a chapter. So not really. And Chronicle volume three was announced, which that was also a very good read. So that was wow. Talk episode 86 from July, 2017, a little over four years ago. 
So let's see here. I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. I think we've gone for our, uh, our requisite hour here, probably more than that. Unless anybody has anything final to say. All right. Everybody shaking your head. I think we know we're good then. So this has been episode number 186 of Wow Talk. Thank you everyone at home for downloading and listening. Thank you to Heat Kings for the intro song. And thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Also, thank you to everyone hanging out in the chat room. We had Angel of Decay, M1RC, Joanna X Bella, Lateraling, LJL Card, and Shantyman Gaming. So thank you. You guys are pretty, uh, pretty chatty in the chat room. So we appreciate that. And we are at Wow Talk MTB on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Ray, where can people find you? You can find me at Facebook with my name, and the URL there is Bishonanomiko, which is my Twitter handle, and for Discord with a pound sign 4932. And also, thank you for uh, handling the start of the show there. I, I, uh, I appreciated that. At least I can read. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I do. I just sit here, I read my notes all every week, and then I just make it sound like I know what I'm saying. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at my name and then on Discord at Eric. Oh, no, don't go on Discord at Eric. Let's try this again. Go on Discord <laughs> at Toretto, pound sign 7645. And Harv, where can people find you? On Facebook at my name and on Discord at Harv, pound sign 8673. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on the Torn and the Goblin, where we talk about Warcraft story and lore, and also on Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, uh, where uh, Chip from uh, Wondrous Tales and Kurabara from uh, Dropping Spicy and uh, Clan of Three, we get together, we talk about Mass Effect and uh, what we're doing. I think this week should be the Pharos episode. No, the, the, the Liara episode where we finally get Liara in the party and we talk about how uh, you can actually not do that mission until the end of the game and it makes things kind of weird. So check that out. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. And our next, okay, our next show recording, we don't know when we're going to record next. Um, we've got some stuff coming up this summer with the scheduling. So we're either going to be live on June 13th. What's that? Uh, a week from tonight. Well, actually it won't be a week from tonight. If you're, you're not listening to this live, um, we're either going to be on uh, live next Monday with an episode, or if blizzard has no, nothing to announce, if nothing changes, we got no news to talk about. We'll, it'll be three weeks till our next episode. And we'll be live on, uh, not the 13th. I'm sorry, not the 14th, rather the 13th is Sunday. It'll either be, either be June 14th or June 28th. So just follow us on Twitter at WowTalkMTB. Uh, we'll make the announcement there whether we'll be live next week or not. Um, so if you don't see an episode next week from us, don't worry. It doesn't mean we had audio problems again like we did with 184. Um, if you don't see an episode by J June 28th, or uh, you know, or I should say not June 28th, but the week of June 28th, then we probably had audio issues and, and we'll have to get that worked out. But Send for, for now, help. Cut your, cut your losses, <laughs> Nick. Let's just go. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. So once again, this has been uh Wild Talk 186. Thank you, everybody. And uh email us with any questions or comments at wildtalk at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share and rate it if you can on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as patron-exclusive content, such as my weekly WoW thoughts, where I talk about what I'm thinking about WoW for an additional 10 minutes each week. In addition to this show, in addition to the Torn of the Goblin, I got more WoW thoughts. I can't keep them in my head. It, 
comes a lot like renown i got so much you can get renown listening to that be a patron get renown that's how that works now <laughs> also for those in the chat room please consider a twitch subscription if you can and you can also check out our humble bundle affiliate link as well as our paypal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support and i feel like legally i have to say you cannot actually get renown as a patron i feel like i may have crossed the line there so i'm, I'm walking that back now no you, you get, renown get renown with us not renown with there you go. Wow. There you go. <laughs> and at, at Renown 44, I will imagine that you can fly. So, and stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Ray, Eric, and Harv, I'm Nick. Enjoy playing WoW. See you guys. See ya. It's new down the air. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.